Bibles, turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 23. I want to begin reading with verse number 14. If you don't have your Bible, shame on you, but it's going to be up here so you can read it in large letters. Amen. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse number 14. And I'm going to tell you this morning what Elizabeth Taylor told her fifth husband. You better hook on because I'm not going to hold you for long. You better get with me from the get-go because it may be over before you realize, by the time you decide, oh, let's get with him, he may be saying amen. So don't miss the most important thing. And the scripture says, and David was then in an hole, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. And the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things did three mighty men. For a few moments this morning, I want to talk to you for a brief period about the conflict between the present and the past. The conflict between the present and the past. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You know the past has a lure all of its own. Perhaps it is because we looked through dim glasses when we look backward But how often is it that when we look back, yesterday often looks so much brighter than our present situation? You know, it's amazing, but sometimes I listen to people recall stories in their life of past events, and I know that story. I know what happened to them. But as I'm listening to them retell that story, the way they're retelling it and the way I remember it are two different things. And I think it's true for all of us. When we look back over our own life, not somebody else's life, it's amazing how clear you can be when it comes to somebody else's life and how Blind you can be when it comes to yours. But when you look back over your life and we look back to yesteryear, 
how often they shine brighter and they seem more alluring than our present moment. The past plays a vital role in all of our lives. I believe it's important and we must not neglect it, but we should not make more of it than it is. But I have to admit to you tonight or this morning that many times my past becomes larger than life. It's like uh, the, the, the woman who was listening to a man talk about uh, another person and uh, she was listening and she knew that person and she listened intently and wondered Is he talking about the same person that I'm thinking about? Because what we recall has a way of being colored and obscured or it has a way of being held in a particular light so that there is none like it. There's none like it. And we give it a glow that is often brighter and bigger than life itself. Memory has a problem though, and that is memory often leaves out a lot of details. Memory only holds on to those bright spots, but the fact is that even in that moment of time, there were things about that moment that were not ideal or perfect. This text that we've read from this morning comes at the end of David's life, but it's about an earlier time. David, the 23rd chapter of the book of 2 Samuel, it begins with this caption, the last words of David. So David is looking back over his life at different junctures and segments of life. And he is rehearsing the history of what God has done for him and what he has brought him through. And he is recalling these cherished events and the men that surrounded his life. And this particular incident that he alludes to here happened at a distant season in his life when he was battling the Philistines and he had come to a place in the mountains where he was going to have to engage in battle. And at this particular season, the Philistines were holding Bethlehem in siege. And that was his birthplace. That was where he grew up, had a lot of fond memories. And as David is there hiding in the cave, he looks out across the rocky crags and to the green landscape below him and as he looks out into the distance and into the city, he peers into the gate and there, there is an image that catches his attention and it seizes his mind for a moment and in an instant he is transported back to his childhood. It was the well of Bethlehem. And as he went back, Oh, he remembered all the joyous times around that well and how refreshing. I I have an idea that more went on in David's mind than what Scripture records, but he is 
catching the, 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 the synopsis of the event and giving us a thumbnail sketch. But as he looked into the gate of, of, of Bethlehem and he saw the well, he knew right where it was. And instantly there flashed back in his mind those glory days and those wonderful occasions when he would come in from shepherding and he would sit down at the curb of the well and somebody would draw out and he would drink deep and the water was sweet and it was savory to his taste and it was so refreshing and here he is He's a long way removed from that and he's in a difficult place. He's in a cave and he is facing adversity. He is facing an enemy that is trying to take away from Israel what belonged to them. And he's in a war right now and he's battling elements and spirits that uh, take a, a lot of energy out of him. But for that moment, he's remembering this past glory, this moment in his life, living again in his boyhood days. And and the memory was so blessed and it was so sweet. And uh, whether he realized it or not, whether he was even conscious perhaps, it was one of those experiences where you People around you are are not aware of where you are at the moment, but then you open your mouth and you let them know where you are. I'm back there. And without even realizing what was happening, he, he gave vent, he gave expression to those feelings that were welling up inside of him. Oh, oh, what I wouldn't give to have a drink from that well. What I wouldn't give to have some of that water right now. What he didn't realize is that his mighty men were listening and without even knowing it, these men slipped out of camp and they slipped down to Bethlehem that is in the garrison of the Philistines and somehow fight their way in. They secure that water for their beloved leader and they hazard their life. They risk their very life just for his King for their king to be refreshed one more time by this past glory so that he could one more time be refreshed by this past memory. And these men came slipping back into camp and they hand David this vessel of water. And when David realizes, when he comes to himself and realizes what has happened in He realizes what has taken place. He's allowed a moment in time to capture him. And he's gone back to another day. And suddenly their actions draw him back into the moment and make him realize. Oh, look at what these men have just done. They have hazarded their lives. And when those panting soldiers handed him that flask of water, suddenly David was aware of this simple truth. That however good the past looked, he was so blessed in his presence, surrounded by men who were willing to hazard their life for his life and just for his desire to be fulfilled. They allowed themselves to become tools and instruments of securing something 
And David realized, I am surrounded by blessing in my life and I'm somewhere lost in my past trying to relive a glory day that is long gone. And I wonder this morning how many of us are surrounded by loyalty, surrounded by faithfulness, surrounded by love and consistency. I wonder how many of us have more blessings around us than we are even aware of, but we're lost somewhere back there in a day when we were, you know, we had it all together. And, you know, this is the truth today that many people's present moment blessing is lost because they are so caught up in what used to be. Amen. I I know you're not going to shout about this, but I'm going to get close to where some of you live because this is what the Holy Ghost impressed on me this morning is that there are some people that there's a point in time back there where they were closer to God than they are or they feel they are right now. And so they're constantly referring back to that moment. They're constantly looking back They're thinking back to that day when they were closer to God and they prayed more and they read their Bible more. And then when they look into the present, it looks so drab and it looks so, so hopeless. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in a cave and I'm, I'm, I'm about to fight my enemy and I, I don't know the outcome of it. And, 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 and they fail to realize that even as stark as their surroundings might appear, They are more blessed in their present moment than they ever were in their past life. Listen to me. The Lord said this to some men that asked him a question. He said, a man took a wife and they lived for a while together as husband and wife and then then he died. And the man had a brother and so to carry on the name and perhaps give posterity to the family, the brother married his brother's wife and this man lived for a while and and then he dies and he has another brother so the other brother marries the wife and now we're on the third lineage of the family that's married this woman and and they go down this storyline of all of these men that married this same woman and then the judgment comes time is over Whose wife is she going to be? And the Lord said, you do err. Because God is not the God of the dead. He's a God of the living. There are far too many people that spend their life back here in a glory day when God said, if you would wake up, there's more glory around you right now and more opportunity around you right now than you even recognize. We wish to recall those hallowed seasons because they're a comfort to us. And we sigh for the taste of those old streams and those old wells. And we're surrounded by present blessing. 
I wonder how many present blessings some of you are surrounded by and you are blinded to them because you're still caught up in what happened yesterday. You're still living through a bad relationship or you're still living through a, 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 a divorce or you're still living through the loss of something or you're still living through some broken thing in the past and all of that has a way of coloring and, 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 and affecting the present and we don't realize, we don't enjoy what we have right now because we're too busy trying to remember what it was like back then and I've come to preach to somebody today. It's time for you to wake up and realize that the present moment is your greatest moment. This day is your day. This hour is your greatest opportunity. Because there is nothing that God has done that he cannot do again, even in a greater way. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. So it is with our past. It often obscures our present opportunity. It obscures our present availabilities. It obscures our present blessing. Israel cried. The psalmist cried in Psalms 84. He said, my soul longeth, yea, even fainteth. For the courts of the Lord, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God, the living God. He said in another psalm, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. I'm not talking about a God of the past. I'm not talking about a God that blessed me back then. I'm not talking about a moment when I was so close to it. I'm talking about the present hour in which I now live. I have a better opportunity right now than I ever had back then. And I am, I, I am I'm fearful today that many of you are surrounded by blessings that you're unaware of. You are surrounded... By blessings. You have more faithful people around you right now than you had around your life back then. But all you can remember is what happened back then. You've got more encouragers around your life right now. More people that are willing to risk and, and hazard their life and do whatever's necessary to give you what you desire or help you fulfill your dream and your purpose and your loss. You don't even realize they're there. You know why David wouldn't drink that drink? Because he realized it was too sacred. He realized that I have been around. I've been surrounded by men who are willing to give their lives and I've been lost somewhere in the past. I need to wake up and realize how blessed I am I've got more things right now to be thankful for than I've ever had in my whole life so why do we get caught up in the glory of the past I believe it often is because of our present adversity because adversity has a way of making you question everything. And it makes you doubt many things. 
And so when we come up against adversities, so often we want to look back. And the Lord said, hey, I want you to understand that even in your present adversities, you have more going for you this morning than you ever thought you had going for you back then. That you have a greater opportunity for victory right now than you had back then. You're in a better place for victory right now than you were back then. You were just a young boy. You didn't, you weren't even, you weren't even dry behind the ears. You were still just a child. Now you're a grown man and you've lived through all of these things and you've seen the hand of God on your life all of these years and you're still caught up back here. Hey, wake up and realize I'm right here present. I can do more for you right now than you ever saw me do in your past. Hallelujah. You see, David felt like a lot of us feel that we had gotten past the best years of our life. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. David felt like many of us feel at times that we have gotten past the best years of our life. The greatest blessings are back there. No, ma'am. No, sir. The greatest blessings are around you right now. The greatest opportunity is around you right now. And all that God did back there was show you what He could do now. The reason He gave you that... It's not so you'd get stuck back there and so you would make a shrine out of that and you would glory in those days, but that you would look back and realize if God could get me through that, then God knows how to get me through this. If God could supply that need, he knows how to supply this need. Some of you need to wake up and realize God's not dead. God hasn't lost your address. He knows where you are. He knows what you need. And he's just as much available right now as he has ever been. Amen. Dealing with persistent problems has a way of blinding us to the present. When you have something that just goes on, and on and on and on and on. It has a way of wearing you down. And it seems the only relief that you can get in life is just look back. I know there was a sane moment back then. I know there was a day when my mind was clearer than it is right now. But these persistent problems have a way. When you're surrounded by an environment of discouragement... He was in a cave. There's nothing more debilitating than a king being in a cave. It doesn't make sense. A king in a cave, an anointed man of God that is being secluded somewhere in the cave outside of Bethlehem. That's not where a king ought to be. A king ought to be on his throne. A king ought to be ruling. A king ought to be giving orders. A king ought to be in his glory and in his element. And here he is surrounded by all of this darkness and this ugliness. And sometimes life has a way of getting us in that kind of situation where everything around us this, I mean, this, this is no environment for a child of God. This is no environment for an overcomer. And you get to believing that your 
your best days were your yesterday and, and, and that your closest walk with God was back then. I've got news for you. There's more power surrounding you right now than you were even aware of, but there's more opportunity right now for God to prove himself in your life than there ever was back then. So wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. The fact is you and I are surrounded by riches of greater wealth right now than yesterday ever held. And oftentimes we're blind to it. Oh God, what am I blind to right now that you are trying to awaken me to, to make me aware of? What am I blinded to right now because I'm camped out in a yesterday? Amen. When God said, I'm, a, I'm the God of the living. I'm not a God of the dead. I'm a God of the living. I'm a present God. I'm a present God. What am I not aware of this morning that if I were would make a world of difference in my life? I wonder how many people you're surrounded by right now that are loyal to you and faithful to you and they're servants and they give to you and you don't even recognize it. You don't even realize what's surrounding you. David was surrounded by men who were willing to give their life just so he could have a drink, just because he could have some past desire fulfilled in his life. And David realized, oh God, I have been so blind. Here I am lost in yesterday and you're trying to show me how great you are today and in this Christmas season that we're in right now I wonder if we could allow God to awaken us to our present glory that we could allow him to wake us to realize how blessed we are right now oh yeah some of you don't realize just how blessed you are If God would have allowed the storyline of your life to have worked out the way that past would have worked it out, you wouldn't even be here today. But God intervened and there was adversity and there were struggles and they taught you how to live for God, how to make your way through adversity, how to deal with your giants, how to battle through this and how to overcome that and how to deal with this and how to overcome that. And here you are years later and you're still looking back saying, oh, if I could just have a drink from back there, if I could just, oh, if I could just go back there. God said, no, you don't need to go back there. You need to wake up right here. Hallelujah. Ah, yes. You're surrounded. What is obscuring your your present opportunity because of some past glory? Life would be so much richer for us this year, the remaining part of this year. We've been surrounded by so much junk. I've never been so much surrounded by so many. I don't mean in here, but I mean outside of here in life, in the world. So many idiots in my life. I've never been surrounded by so many idiots. I mean, some of these people, you, you listen to what's going on in our culture and our world, and you're thinking, oh, God, are we that dumb? 
And if you're not careful, you get to listening to all that stuff. And you can get so down, you can get so discouraged, you get so despondent, you think, man, this, it's, this is over. It's, this is history. We're, we're done. It's, man, just write it off. God said, write what off? I'm not through writing. I'm the one that's writing. You, you, you forgot who the real author of the story is. Hey, I've got news for you. CNN didn't write this story. CBS isn't writing this storyline. God's got his pen out and he's writing this story. And he said, you need to wake up because I'm going to do some things in your present moment that's going to make your head spin. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. You can stand. What's robbing your present happiness? What's robbing your present joy? (laughs) Because your mind is stuck somewhere in what used to be. I'm not making fun of the past. I'm not belittling the past. I realize how important a role it plays in all of our lives. But here's what you have to remember about the past. The past is history. History. It's my story. And it's my story in this, that whatever God did back then was a proof text to what he will do right now. So quit living on yesterday's blessing. I wonder how many marriages are in turmoil today because somebody is stuck somewhere back there and they're unaware of what's right here you know what I'm praying for this Christmas season I'm praying for God to open our eyes I'm praying for God to bring us into this present moment and let's make this moment the best moment of our life I'm praying for God to so open our eyes that we can come, ar- come around to realize there's glory in this place. There's angels in this place. There's power in this place. There's victory in this place. There's healing in this place. There's deliverance in this place. Oh yeah, I'm talking about right here, right now, this morning, this hour, not yesterday. But right now, the richest blessings of your life are surrounding you right now. And many of you are unaware of it. And I'm praying God will awaken you. God will awaken you. That something will happen that will cause your eyes to be open and realize I have the best things in life right now I have the best opportunity in life right now I have the greatest privilege in life right now would you lift up your hands to the Lord right now hallelujah Holy Ghost I feel your presence in this room right now I believe you're here I believe you're here I believe you're here to awaken 
I believe you're here to speak to us. I believe you're here, Lord, to stir something within us. Lord, to make us aware that you are alive right now, right here in this present moment. God, there's nothing, nothing too hard for you. Nothing too difficult for you. You're the living God. Oh, God. Oh, that we might be awakened to what is, what is, what is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.